This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Now You're Talking. It's a show about the most interesting people and stories of Mississippi. I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey, editor-at-large of Mississippi Today. In 1994, a group of community volunteers saw the urgent need to improve health, literacy, and well-being of Mississippi's children. So began the Mississippi Children's Museum Project. That was 27 years ago, and the mission's still going strong and better than ever. So here with us today to discuss the, the great new things going on and happening at the museum, and their new expansion is the Mississippi Children's Museum President and CEO, Susan Gerard and executive director of the Meridian, uh, director of the Meridian one, which is Elizabeth Wilson. And we're going to welcome our guests in a few minutes. But first, let's catch up with Michelle in the weekly roundup. Michelle, I uh, just want to ask you real quick, how are you doing? Hadn't seen you in a while. Hi, good morning. Good morning. How are you doing today? It is Monday. It is Monday. And, yes, it uh, is. And kind of gray and cloudy. But you know what? I don't think anybody in Mississippi is going to be doing any work today. Why? Because of the baseball games? Yeah, we got a couple big baseball games going on, so I think everybody's going to be baseball-focused. And, uh, you know, that's one thing I love about Mississippi is that we love college baseball more than any place I've ever lived. You know what? I don't know if it's so much college baseball as – No, well, well, the reason I say this is Mm – it doesn't matter what the sport is or if it's Ole Miss and MSU and they're going to, you know, title oh, check. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's, again, I understand baseball, but I think it's the um, just the camaraderie of the schools and the rivalries. And they're not rivalry, you know, against each other, but just having Mississippi on the map in a larger scale is big and huge. I was actually at my other job yesterday and one of my coworkers was watching the game, and she had a frown on her face. I said, oh, what's wrong? They're losing? Yeah, I don't think we're going to win this one. So Uh-oh. she wasn't too happy, but, uh, yes, she was stuck on that game all evening. Well, I think you really did touch on something. The rivalry is really important, and I've, I've never been to a baseball game in Hattiesburg, and I've got to get that rectified. I, I admit that. I, 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 I just – I just plead for mercy. But I will say this, that the atmosphere at both Mississippi State and at Ole Miss for a college baseball game is better than any I've ever seen. Um, You know, most colleges, they've got the teams, they go, a few people might show up. Here it's almost like a religion. So you've got that factor, you've got the rivalry, which, you know, Mississippi State wants to see Ole Miss lose just as much as they want to see Mississippi State win and vice versa. But you've got that extra component today where you've got Southern Miss going up to Oxford. I mean, this is a do-or-die game for both of them. Whoever gets and wins this one goes to the regional. So there's a lot of bragging rights here for Southern Miss. If they beat that, they get to do the David and Goliath thing and take down, you know, Ole Miss. And, of course, Ole Miss wants to get out and, and head on to Omaha. So you got that. Then you got Mississippi State today. And, of course, they win today. They go to the Super Regional. So, I mean, there's a lot on the line today. And I really, honestly, we might as well just call it the day a state holiday and just stay at home. Yeah, right. It's going to be a great day and i hope both teams advance um in the um games i really do anything positive for mississippi i'm all for it well of course you know because everybody's in a better mood 
I mean, you yes. know, we, we that was back a few years ago when both football teams were like number one and number three in the nation and Mississippi State and Ole Miss. And, and that was just kind of like everybody was happy. And it was kind of actually nice on that um, as well. And I guess I got to give a shout out to my my son's friends are, were on. Um, of course, he graduated few weeks, couple weeks ago. It's hard to believe it's been so long now, but he graduated from, of course, Madison Central High School, and Madison Central's uh, baseball team won the state championship over Northwest Rankin, who had a very good team and a young team, and they're going to play really hard next year, but Madison Central this year was just dominant, and they're ranked number one in the nation as well as number one in the state, and so it just kind of ended a dream season for them, and you know, you, you want to see high school kids have a good time and do a great job too, but that was really impressive, uh, the job that they did over the weekend, so that was fun, and of course, I went to the University of Tennessee, and they're in the Super Regionals now, so I'm very happy about that, okay. um, but I want to see Mississippi do well too so it you know it's just college baseball i see it took me a long time to get past the metal bat thing Mm -hmm. because i was so used to going to see braves games as a kid i'm used to the crack of the bat not the dink of the bat you know that metal bat sound but um it's gotten into my blood and uh like i said mississippi's just got such a great environment for baseball as well so it was good uh, definitely so you just it sounds like you just worked over the weekend well, yes, I enjoyed my weekend, though. Um, I'm learning some new things, so that was good. How was your weekend? It was excellent. Uh, Friday night, I uh, got to MC Pepsi Pops, which mm-hmm. was really fun mm-hmm. for a couple reasons. Number one, it was good to see my friends Dave Roberts and Maggie Wade. And Maggie Wade just wanted to say hello to you and say how much she loved being on the show when she was on with us, I guess. We love that. Maggie. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Maggie's just so sweet. She really is just the nicest human being. So for me, it was like, oh, good. I get to hang out with Maggie. But what was really cool is I actually got to be like within – six feet of Maggie. So it was kind of fun. Uh, and I think that's what made it so much, you know, the Pepsi Pops is the Mississippi Symphony Orchestra's Pops concert, which is held out by the reservoir and then right there in the city of Ridgeland. And it's gone on for years. Brown Bottling's done a great job sponsoring it for 40 years. I mean, this thing is just a, a just a tradition that happens every year. Well, last year it didn't happen because of the pandemic. And as you know, we all kind of had to go home and stay home or not be around each other. So it was just great seeing all the families out together and um it just it was just a really hopeful evening and the weather was so weird it looked like it was just going to pour on us and it never did uh it just kind of parted so they they were able to finish up the concert had a great fireworks show and so um i basically couldn't move for the rest of the weekend after that really? so it was probably the most work i've done <laughs> in that amount of time but it was just so much fun to get up in front of a few thousand people and speak again wow and uh dave roberts he was there as well wasn't he yeah, I, I mentioned Dave. Okay, yeah, yeah. Dave's, Dave's so funny. He really is. I mean, he's just got such a quick wit, and uh, I love hanging out with him, too. Yes, we had, um, actually, we have Jay Dean on the show every year, besides last year, to talk about Pepsi Pop. So, uh, of course, Dr. Dean, not Dr. Dean, I'm sorry. Oh, uh, <laughs> I'm getting them confused. There's so many events happening in Mississippi with Mississippi opening up. Oh, my goodness. Isn't but that great? We had yeah. uh, the conductor. Um, on the show, actually, um, to talk about Pepsi Pops, and it was a great time. He talked about the music and uh, what what type of music they would play this year. A little scaled back a little bit because of uh, COVID, and they wanted uh, everyone to be safe. Um, but I saw the numbers, and I saw the pictures, and people came out in numbers in droves. They were they really anxious did, yeah. and ready to for some normalcy, and I understand that because it is so, again, so many events. I'm picking and choosing which events I I would like to feature on 
on next stop and again just for a little plug if you have an event you'd like to share you can go to our website at mpbonline.org and actually submit your own event or email it to me at events at mpbonline.org and we'll get those events on the show and talk about them or and on our calendar. So hey, I'm um, glad you got to hang out with Kraft, though. I mean, Kraft's a good guy. Yes, Kraft and, and uh-huh. yeah, he, yeah, he and I worked together on a project for the, the, the symphony did with kids, and mm-hmm. so I did the illustrations for it, and, of course, they did the music. And um, the mayor, uh, mayor of Jackson's wife uh, did the narration on it, and it was just really a cool project to get to work on. So it was like that was the first time I'd seen him in person since we completed the project, and mm-hmm. he was all happy and everything about it. But just, yeah, Mississippi Symphony Orchestra is so – a crown, just such a jewel here in Mississippi. So it it's, um, yeah, we have so, a lot but, of those around in Mississippi. All boy, over I tell the you state. what, when you live in a place with so many talented people, mm-hmm. you usually get a lot of jewels. That's you do, for sure. You do. And. Um, Next week, you will be out. just want everyone to give them a heads up. I'm actually going to put together something special for Father's Day. We're going to put together some compilations of uh, wonderful fathers we've talked to throughout the years here on uh, Now You're Talking. So we'll put together a special special show next Monday and let you hear uh, what's going on in some wonderful men's lives here in Mississippi. That's going to be great. I tell you what, and, and, you know, I'll get to be hang out with my three boys uh, on that day, and so I'll get to enjoy a little bit of father's time myself. Really, the best thing that ever happened to me, to be honest, it took me a long time before I became a dad. I was 32 when I first did it, but I tell you what, it, it's going to be fun, and that is going to be an excellent show. That is, that is. And, again, happy early Father's Day to all the, of the fathers here in Mississippi. Uh, I know Mother's Day gets a lot of fanfare, and that's the running joke. People go all out for Mother's Day and then Father's Day. Sometimes it's a last-minute uh, thought, oh, let me go pick up a tie or let me go pick up a card, and they don't put as much thought into it. But if you're listening, put as much thought into Father's Day as you do in Mother's Day because fathers matter, too. And that's a the new great, T-shirt. <laughs> I like that. Fathers Matter, too. You know, the greatest gift my kids have given me is just being themselves. I mean, they're just wonderful day in, day out. So I couldn't ask for much more. Anything else I get is just gravy. Uh, exactly. So uh, we're going to have a great show. I can't wait to talk to uh, Elizabeth about the Mississippi um, Children's Museum in Meridian. Yeah, I talked with Lloyd Gray, who's over the Phil Hardin uh, Foundation, and of course they they were a donor to the museum, and he was just raving about how wonderful it is, and and it's just such a great thing for Meridian. You know, we always joked the one in Jackson is so great too. Amy and I said we kept having kids until we they finally got it finished and built, and mm-hmm. when they finally got it built, we quit having kids. Mm-hmm. It worked out great, but it is such a wonderful asset here to have in Mississippi, and I just can't wait to talk to both of them. It's going to be a great show. It is. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we return, we're going to welcome our guests, the, of course, President and CEO, Susan Gerard, and Executive Director of the Meridian Location, Elizabeth Wilson, as well. So don't go far. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Thunkbrook Radio.
Deep South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. From fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our MPB public media app. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. You're listening to Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey on MPB Think Radio. To call the show, dial 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or email marshall at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio. Thanks for joining us. Now you're talking on MVP Think Radio. I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey of Mississippi Today on a big baseball Monday. I hope you're having a good day, and thank you so much for joining us. Always love it when you listen. We've got a couple great guests on today, and we're going to be talking about just really a couple special fun places for kids to go here in Mississippi. We're going to welcome the president of the Mississippi Children's Museum and CEO, Susan Gerard, and the executive director of the new Meridian location, Elizabeth Wilson. Welcome to both of you ladies. It's so nice to be able to talk to you. Uh, Susan, it seems like two million years since I've seen you, and uh, it's so good to get to talk to you today. So good to be here, Marshall. It does feel like a long time um, that we've seen you and that you've been here at the museum to share your gifts and talents um, with all of us here and the children in Mississippi. So we're excited. I was especially excited to be here this morning. Yeah, and Elizabeth, it's very nice to meet you, too. I, I talked to Lloyd Gray with the Phil Harden Foundation, and he just was raving about how nice your new location is. So I can't wait to talk about that as well. And Susan, yeah, you're right. I really had so much fun getting to go out and hang out at the museum and draw cartoons with the kids. And it was great. And I just did an exercise with them where they would draw a line and then I would do a cartoon from it to teach them a little bit about creativity. And, you know, I'll have still have parents come up to me saying, yeah, we still have that up on the wall. So it's like, that's really, that was just really a special day. And I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to do it. Absolutely. We, um, uh, your exercises in, in using lines to really let children just create and sort of not think that they've made an error. Um, I love to watch you teach and interact with children, particularly in our, uh, in our art gallery, and we were really grateful for you to be there. Um, they love, too, your, their stories and, and drawings and cartoons of your pets, um, and um, I think um, that, that's really fun for them also to be able to experience working with somebody who works in art and actually has their profession. Although now you've made a transition to Radio Star, so um, we've got something else. We'll invite you back. Oh, that'll be fun. To Meridian, too. Yeah, I, You know what? I need to get out there. You know, and I'll tell you this. We were going to have with Mississippi Today, we were going to have an event out in Meridian literally the week the pandemic happened. Uh, when everything shut down. So we're hoping to get back out your way and, and definitely come. And so we'll come see you then as well. Elizabeth, tell me a little bit about yourself and how did you get involved with the Mississippi Children's Museum? Um, I am from Meridian um, and grew up here, but moved back about eight years ago now and um, have young children and uh, knew the importance of a space that allows children 
and families to have hands-on learning opportunities and creative play and imaginative play. And so a group of us here in our community naturally reached out to our statewide leader in uh, this department and Susan and their team um, kind of started down this, this road together and we opened up um, just March 27th. So that's a little bit of my, my background yeah. um, as far as with this project. Well, I mean, Elizabeth, I mean, so, so this started literally, this was a community um, grassroots idea that you, you said, okay, we really need this in Meridian. And so you touched base. So it wasn't like somebody from Jackson calling you saying, no, we're going to put a museum here. This was y'all saying, no, we're going to have this here. Um, it was absolutely a community-led project, and I think Susan uh, sensed our our eagerness and our commitment to this when we visited almost, gosh, over six years ago now, and we have over 700 donors to this project. Um, the, the funny piece, when we met, we were given a challenge to go raise some seed money, and within two months, we had doubled that amount and i think it was like all right we're doing this yes marshall i, I knew immediately i'm like okay I, I have a i have a problem i think we're building a museum in meridian so um it was liz it's really it's sort of like um fast forward but there's been a tremendous amount of work over the past six years and i'm so inspired by the east mississippi community and i think that eso ethos that we have here really being volunteer driven in our planning and tackling a capital campaign, as you know, um, of around $27 million here in Jackson to build an award-winning facility for children and families. You know, we really recognize that and um, Liz and the team in Meridian, um, you had mentioned Lloyd Gray, some of the uh, foundations and donors, they are very, very committed to early education, early childhood, and um, they were willing to be early and, and substantive donors. And that's really what it takes to, to create a new facility and institution in a community. So we were super excited about it. Um, and it is, it's an amazing um, facility. And we were able to sort of take um, sort of best practices and some of our most popular elements, but also really create an authentic experience that really tells the story of East Mississippi and its geography, its people, um, some of its um, cultural icons like Jimmy Rogers. So Liz has got great, you know, we just, we really were able to go into the community and find what's most interesting and what would inspire children um, on their journey and help them be proud of where they're from. That's, that's really huge. And, amazing. Yeah, and, and yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, my youngest is 14 now, so I have no real excuse. But if you ever need a volunteer to come over and draw, maybe one day I can get that on my schedule. I'd love to come over and get to see it. And, and I can tell you, as, um, you know, a dad with three boys, we're a connoisseur of children's museums around the country. And, and I know the one here in Jackson it's fantastic. And in fact, it was one of the six recipients of the 2021 National Medal for Museum and Library Service, which is the highest honor given to museums and libraries that make a significant and exceptional con contribution to their community. Uh, that's pretty darn impressive. Very impressive. It's sort of like going to Omaha for the College World Series and winning. <laughs> exactly. Since this is a baseball, Ooh, you're good. Is a baseball Monday. Y'all are good. Yeah. Very yeah. good. 
Yeah, we were the only children's museum in the country this year that was recognized. And I think that um, we are particularly inspired and honored because this year, you know, coming out of the pandemic in the wake of the pandemic, just the importance of serving children and families and children have been so resilient. Um, but we are so grateful that we were able to be ready to, to serve children. Um, this past year, we basically opened a virtual school, opened our building to welcome children, to be able to use our Wi-Fi and to be able to assist them as they navigated lots of different changes in their educational journey. Um, and so this award this year, particularly for our team and opening a new satellite museum, we really did feel like we had won the World Series of something <laughs> of the museum. Yeah, you definitely got a walk-off home run on that one, definitely, and, and won the. the <laughs> let me, so we try, we'll, we'll just do baseball analogies for the rest of the show here, real quick. But tell us a little bit about that. Like, I mean, y'all are in the you know kids being around each other business and touching things business and everything else. So when the when the pandemic hit and y'all had to shut down, tell us a little bit about how you you, know, you mentioned you had the virtual school and so forth on that. But just tell us a little bit about the adaptation and now how what are you doing now that's differently than you did maybe even three months ago? Well, it has been. I think I can it feels like the longest year, but yet I can remember it feels like it everything has just been on a in a time warp. But when we closed last year, um, you know, for a couple of weeks and that's all we really closed for, we really held hands and we were like, Okay, our community is actually gonna need us more than ever, particularly the children in our community who are among the least um underserved who are the most underserved and so we created an online platform, MCM at Home, that you could access our activities. We delivered activity kits and packets. We ran children's schoolwork off on copiers and went actually out in the community and delivered that material. Um, fast forward, because of that experience, we learned many children, some children in our community didn't have Wi-Fi and that they didn't have um, a, a device that would allow them. So we decided when our local public school district went virtual to welcome um, some of our community partners, um, our friends from Stupont Ministries, Mission First, um, into the museum. We closed uh, Monday through Friday, and we also welcomed parents who we who needed a place, some of our um, essential employees who were working um, in different places in the community. And we just went sort of, just tried to be very entrepreneurial, um, just decided that's what we were gonna do. Then we reopened on the weekends to our general public and our members who were so sacrificial and steadfast in their support of this um, because it did inconvenience them to visit during the museum. but. Um, this particular work has enabled us now. We have a very robust after-school program that we still are continuing um, and will continue this fall. So I could go okay, on and okay. on about how amazing our team is and all the crazy things that we did uh, this past year. But um, And during that, too, we created um, unique uh, special edition activity books, the playbooks that went out all over the state. Um, to different school districts and to um, different newspaper outlets that partnered with us to help us get some really rich at-home interactives that children and families could do when um, we weren't able to get out and be in the public. 
Oh, wow. wow. Liz, it's Liz, been a busy year, Marshall. Yeah. No, it's been incredible. That's Well, that's what's so great about winning the award, too, is because, you know, y'all are probably a little bit tired uh, because it's been so busy. Change, change sometimes is exhausting. And launching a new facility at the same time, and I know that was a big shot in the arm for y'all. And speaking of that facility, Liz, tell us a little bit about the, the, new, the new Children's Museum in Meridian, the 25,000-square-foot facility. This sounds incredible. It really is an amazing, magical, inspirational space. Um, it's a $17 million project. And um, we have, as you mentioned, a 25,000 square foot facility, but we also have an additional 25,000 square feet of outdoor exhibit space. And um, just in the wake of the pandemic, being able to have that much um, exterior experiences and interactives is um, is really a, a gift. That was something that we thought we might have to phase in, but due to the generosity of so many, we were able to go ahead and include that right from the beginning. Um, in our exhibit floor, we have about 10,000 square feet of exhibits. And as Susan mentioned earlier, they are all infused with really rich stories of East Mississippi innovation and culture and heritage. And it has been a joy to watch children and families um, kind of have these aha moments and, and realize that this is a story for them. Um, as Susan mentioned, we have some of everything is um, is founded in the educational, missional driven um, principles of the museum, but they all reflect East Mississippi. We have a really rich aviation history, and I don't know if a lot of even the members of our community weren't familiar with the Key Brothers story, but the Key Brothers uh, in, the, in the wake of the depression, um, kind of another um, world changing event, but they went on to break the world record for in-flight refueling and were in the air for 27 days, the equivalent of two trips around the um, planet. And they, um, so their, their innovation of in-flight refueling is still used today. And so we get to celebrate their stories and their cohorts like um, Roscoe Turner, who flew around with a live lion in the back of his plane. Um, so you can't make this up. This is Mississippi. Um, <laughs> I've been on that flight before. I know I've had a lion or two, so. <laughs> And, and then Jimmy Rogers and his influence mm -hmm. on music worldwide from blues to um, country music to rock and roll to songwriters. And so they're getting to be exposed to all of these um, kind of rich heritage um, stories and be inspired by them and realize that they can change the world as well. It's time for us to take another quick break, and when we return, we'll continue our conversation with Susan Jard and Elizabeth Wilson. If you have a question or comment for our guests, give us a call, 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Hey, stay tuned. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. contractor ever tell you the price of something and it sounds so high you think eh, maybe i'll try it myself some jobs just aren't that difficult and yes you can do it if you want to find out how to do those things listen to fix it 101 podcast everywhere this is an mpb think radio podcast <laughs> 
Welcome back. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey, uh, editor-at-large at Mississippi Today. Today we're talking with Mississippi Children's Museum's president and CEO, Susan Gerard, and executive director of the Meridian location, Elizabeth Wilson. Of course, they just opened a brand-new facility out in, or brand-new facility, and make it sound so generic, it's wonderful Wonderful, magical paradise for kids. Anyway, in Meridian, so we've been talking about that. Elizabeth, you had talked about the Key Brothers. I remember I uh, took the boys, my boys up to the Smithsonian. There was their plane hanging there, and it just made you realize, yes, Meridian is. And, of course, it's kind of appropriate that there is an air-fueling wing of the Air Force out there as well now, out on Key Field on that. And I yeah. did some... Yeah, I did some coloring sheets for Mississippi today all around Mississippi, and that was the one I used for Meridian was showing them flying around. So it's really kind of a cool story, and that's neat that you've got that in there. Um, Tell us a little bit about your team and and all the team members at the Meridian location. Are they from around town, or tell us a little bit about them. We have an amazing team here, Um, and it's a great thing because we've been seeing a whole lot of people, and we need an amazing team to be able to um, pull this off. Um, we have a really amazing seasoned educator on our staff, Claire Huff. Um, she has been in the school systems for, um, for over 30 years and has uh, a lot of early literacy background in her, um, her career. And then we have um, Brandon Bridges is the, um, our museum experiences um, guru, and he is really he brings a wealth of knowledge. Uh, he's been in, with the Boy Scouts for many, many years, and so he's got a great relationship with our schools as well as with families in the in and around the community. So he has been um, instrumental to ensuring that we welcome everybody. And then a whole other host of um, amazing staff, and most are, are local. Some we we have had some um, relocate to Meridian for this, and so we've we've got an a really great team. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's you know, that location is such, and tell us a little bit where it is, because if it's where I think it is, it's so easy to get to uh, just from the interstate and so forth. And there's so much now growing up and different museums popping up in museum. It's like it's becoming a kind of a destination place. Absolutely. We are on the gateway into Meridian, and that was, um, we were thrilled to be able to um, procure this site. It's eight acres right there on 22nd Avenue. Um, kind of, it was the old Sears building for anybody who's traveled to, to Meridian. And um, we have really kind of been a catalyst for redevelopment along 22nd Avenue right here as you, um, as you drive into town. And you can see us from the, the interstate. There's a brand new um, $50 million project from Lauderdale County that's now happening kind of across the street from us. So there's a lot of exciting development. But um, our, our building is is really special in, in itself and, and its um, kind of placement on our site. It's a re kind of revitalizing the area. It's, it's pulled up close to the street now, so all of our parking is safe and behind it. But the experience starts even with the exterior of the building. It's very playful. It has some giant children uh, art installations out front. And it is a reflection of our history as well. Our architect is married to a woman from Meridian. And he laughed and said, I always wondered why Meridian had this. We have a shift in our um, in the 
uh, our street system orientation next to the tracks or on a north-south axis right at 6th Street. And he, um, and that's where the three-foot building is, which is a hotel that's also being revitalized here in the area. And so he positioned our building to be on that north-south axis to pay tribute to the three-foot building, which you can see in the back, and the um, developer who was developing Meridian on the north-south axis. Yet our site is on um, the um, axis that is parallel to the tracks. So it's kind of uh, giving nod to our history in that as well. It's kind of a unique way to to pull it all together. Okay, that's really cool. I didn't know that about Meridian, so that's really kind of a neat little fact. And the fact that you built that in there, one of the things that really looks like a lot of fun is my fantastical backyard. Tell us a little bit about that. It is fantastical and lives up to its name. I love that word. Um, we were... We were <laughs> And we, we have a funny back, background story about that word. <laughs> I'm laughing, Marshall. It's like some of these things that um, that are now just central to the visit, like my fantastical backyard, like hours and hours of discussion around whether fantastical is a real word. And <laughs> so, I won. I won. And Liz won. She won. She she. Um, and she's so happy that on um, public radio, you've announced that you you endorse the word fantastical. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it's a great word. I mean, my, and we didn't know. even prompt you for that. We, we, no, I've been making know. up words my whole life. So I figure I'm just right there with her on that. <laughs> me too. Me too. That may be why. You and Liz, kindred spirits. I mean, Liz, I'm sure you sent him an email before the show to get your vote for fantastical. I'll never tell. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Um, um, but we were able to partner with the Mississippi Museum of Art to kind of enhance this fantastical space. Um, there is an author and illustrator from Meridian named Edgar Parker who wrote uh, and illustrated multiple children's books that are, um, they are some of the most endearing books. They are comical and I wish that they weren't out of print. Uh, but you can still find some out there. Um, but his characters are scattered throughout our garden area of 25,000 square feet. Um, that's, that's a half acre, over a half acre. And we've got a, a stream and a, a mountain and wandering woods and a secret seashore. Uh, there are um, so many places to discover. And I think the naming it the backyard as well, you know, that's a place that is... Um, Kind of pivotal to the growing up experience and so important and it's one thing that I think a lot of families don't have access to anymore either either their kind of community park or their or their own backyard and so to be able to have this magical place where they can go on an adventure and um, have make new friends and um, overcome challenges it is that um, uh, it's it's a really special spot and it is um, going to become even more amazing as all of these plants grow up and, and create the space that it's vision to be. I'm looking at some of Edgar Parker's work and you know, you're right. It is wonderful, very whimsical. I mean, you've got animals playing instruments or sitting at desks and everything else, just absolutely beautiful. I'm sitting there looking at this going right now going, well, I need to go back to art school. Um, <laughs> pretty amazing. So I can't wait to see how you use the, how you used his artwork in the, in the museum. That's going to be really cool. Well, and, and his story is that he grew up with a childhood illness and 
couldn't do a lot of things. And so we really did find his inspiration in the backyard. His parents encouraged him to go out in the um, in nature and to read about um, the natural world. And that kind of inspired these magical characters that have gone on these journeys and quests to conquer dragons and um, to, to win the fair maiden. And so um, they are, they, they kind of help navigate the garden and help um, the children find their way. All these interesting characters from the innkeeper to the pirate dog uh, to the Lieutenant Fox. Um, Susan, tell us that you've got a new exhibition here at Jackson too. Tell us about that. I don't want to, I, I don't want to steal its thunder either. Absolutely. Well, actually our first major exhibit in 10 years. I mean, we just celebrated our 10th birthday and haven't made a tremendous amount of changes. We welcome lots of traveling exhibits and have a traveling exhibit here this summer, Doc McStuffins from Indianapolis. But our first new permanent exhibit, it's actually in our um, Express Yourself Gallery. Um, where our old inspiration studio was, we'll open um, June 18th, the Wonder Box. And we actually will have, it's an arts integrated maker space, which um, we also have in Meridian. And it really celebrates the designers and engineers and makers who have lived here in Mississippi. Um, we'll have um, here in Jackson, we're super excited. We've been working with the Jim Henson Foundation, and we have restored one of their original Fraggle puppets, and we'll have that in our collection, and super excited to be able to celebrate Jim Henson as a Mississippian, but also so children can see, um, you know, sort of his creative work and how it's influenced not just, you know, our nation, but the Fraggle chorus was all around the world. And so we also um, are celebrating um, a wide, we have a children's book illustrator. We also have Gilroy Chow and his family have, he was part of um, the Apollo missions and he celebrated um, in our collection as well uh, and really showcasing to children uh, the NASA program. So in Dr. Um, we, we've got Dr. Guyton. Um, I know you're familiar with Dr. Guyton. University of Mississippi Medical Center has worked with us and we're going to be able to showcase Dr. Guyton's textbooks and how he really taught doctors from all over the world. And we have textbooks in Arabic and um, Japanese and English and um, just how his work, a, even coming from Mississippi, has impacted, had a positive impact on the world and how design um, has impacted um, how we see things in the world. And also this Wonderbox exhibit, which is opening here, has actually already opened in East Mississippi in Meridian. And um, the Wonderbox exhibit in Meridian, Liz worked so diligently we have so many amazing stories in East Mississippi. Um, one of my favorite is a group of young people. They got a company called Algex and they created a sustainable product that uh, converts catfish algae to an eco-friendly plastic. And um, we've got one of Kelly Slater's um, who is a top um, surfer and he his entire line of surfboards uses um uses their product and so we've got a really cool liz has scored one of kelly slater's surfboards yeah. in meridian so um we're really excited that this is kind of a um 
a little more collections-based um, approach that we're using so children can see real objects and collections and let it inspire their work and design work and really also um, be very arts integrated, um, the open-ended creative process that children can uh, create their own products and create their own designs and, so, and have lots of materials. So I can't wait for you to see this space. It, is, it really is going to be amazing here in Jackson and in Meridian. Well, it's time and for our final story. break, and when we return, we're going to wrap up our conversation with Susan Gerard and Elizabeth Wilson with the Mississippi Children's Museum. And there's still time for you to join the conversation. You can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. It's 877-672-7464. Hey, stay tuned. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. saying it's going to put you to sleep, but the MPB Public Media app does have a sleep timer to help you drift into slumber. Or maybe gentle 24-hour MPB music radio is your snooze aid. Don't forget, you can wake up to the app's alarm weekday mornings with Karen Brown and Morning Edition. So don't wait. Get the MPB Public Media app in your app store today. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey, Mississippi Today. And if you're just joining us today, we've had the pleasure of talking with President and CEO of the Mississippi Children's Museum, Susan Gerard, and Executive Director of the brand new Meridian location as well, Elizabeth Wilson. You know, I, I'm just going to jump back in when the last break we're talking a little bit about all the new things that are happening and, you know, talking about ways to teach kids that they can do it too and they can and that's one thing I've after 25 years of being on the road and going in schools and talking to kids and having a children's book myself and you know trying to inspire kids the one thing I've learned about Mississippi children is there's probably no nowhere anywhere I've ever lived are there kids that are any more creative than the kids that live here I think sometimes what they might lack is the belief that they can do great things because maybe they just haven't seen it. So the fact that they now have two museums that they can go to and see other people who are just like them, who have done amazing things, um, that's pretty darn cool. And I mean, I think that's truly the value of what y'all are doing, but also there's a huge economic value of what you're doing too. I mean, not only investing, you know, $17 million here or $27 million there into a community. Tell us a little bit about the economic impact of of, of what's going on in Meridian now and then what's happened in Jackson. We, uh, oh, go ahead, Susan. No, absolutely. Um, we, we feel like we're training the 21st century workforce too. We think it's very important. And I agree with you, Marshall. I just had to agree with you about how creative and resilient our children in Mississippi are. We are always just amazed that they, the things that they can create and how, in, you know, insightful that they are. And I think that given a chance that um, with some encouragement and inspiration, they can be as competitive in the 21st century uh, as any children in, the, in our country can be. So we are their biggest advocates and, and promoters. You know, obviously our museums, both here and in Meridian, 
um, see thousands of visitors. And I've been so excited um, and let Liz tell you a little bit about the number of visitors they've seen. But for since we've opened in, um, for 10 years here in Jackson, we've seen, um, have consistently been one of the top tourist attractions in the state. And so I think um, that old adage, let's take it back to a baseball analogy, build it and they will come, build your dreams. Oh, you're good. You're very good. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Liz. <laughs> tell him, that was definitely tell him. a triple. <laughs> <laughs> no, we knocked it out of the park. Build it yeah. and they will come. There you go, Liz. Uh, <laughs> we have, um, we have already served over 14,000 children and families in just a little bit over two months time and from 26 different states and over half the counties in Mississippi. So they are coming and uh, it has been such a joy to see them interact and, and marvel. One little boy walked in and stood at the top of the kind of stairs looking out over the exhibit floor kind of paralyzed in shock and awe and not knowing where to start. Um, so it is a, it's a magical space that so many have not had an opportunity to really explore. And I think that's one of the reasons also that we brought it to East Mississippi because um, so many couldn't get to Jackson. But to that economic impact, it is, um, it's not our mission, but we know that we do have a huge economic impact on the community. We partnered with MSU to do a uh, economic impact study. And in addition to all the people we've already been seeing during construction, we had a, a $25 million impact on the community. And then now operationally, we'll have about a $9 million annual impact. And that's both from all these visitors coming um, and our spending in the community but as well as what Susan was saying, investing in our future, investing in our children. And um, there, there is a real impact on how that will ultimately impact our state and impact the capacity and the ability of our children to succeed and fulfill their potential and to be these next innovators that we've been celebrating in, um, all throughout the exhibits in both museums. Liz, when did y'all open? I mean, it, I remember it opening, but with since COVID, I have no grasp of what day it is in, anymore. So w when did y'all open? We opened March 27th. And oh, wow. um, we, when you mentioned COVID, I mean, it is, those are numbers during COVID. So yeah. even our opening week, we had to, you know, um, we had to break up all of our events, our, our big celebration that we were hoping to to be able to have with all of these donors and community partners, um, we had to kind of break into smaller pieces because of COVID and then we had time tickets, but we, um, we are glad. So I, I think it, it speaks even um, more um, highly to the fact that we need a resource like this in East Mississippi that we're seeing these numbers still in the wake of COVID. You mentioned your partners, and of course, we've touched on a couple of them. Who who are some of your partners? I mean, you mentioned Mississippi State, and of course, I mentioned the Phil Harden Foundation. But who all worked with you on this project? Yes, our our signature sponsors and those that really um, did give life to this to this experience, the Phil Harden Foundation and the Riley Foundation. Um, their support has really uh, enabled us to to inspire the entire community. The state has been um, a, a big partner and proponent. Our, 
our municipalities here have been a huge um, proponent of this museum, as well as kind of like Susan said, to the beginning of this institution, our junior auxiliary is a volunteer organization here committed to um, children and families. And so they have really been our hands and feet as we got this going um, and were able to offer a lot of opportunities prior to opening our doors. Uh, it's been a real, I think it's really been a community effort both in Meridian, but just even to keep our museum for the past 10 years, beautiful and fresh. It's really been a statewide um, folks who are really committed to children just across the board. And we're so grateful for that. We really hope to just encourage everyone, um, your listeners, to make some memories this summer and to come and visit both museums and see some of the amazing things, new things that we've got to offer because we think after being in a year of pandemic, um, to build new memories with children and um, really help them navigate some of the challenges that are out there is super important. That's one thing I've learned in my, my old age is that your true legacy is the memories that you create and the time you spend with your kids. And y'all y'all have done a great job creating a place for we parents to be able to do such a thing. Go ahead and uh, throw out your website for more information for both of your museums. Well, you can go. We've worked. Another thing we worked really hard on during the pandemic, Marshall. Uh, Liz, take it away. Explain the website. We um, we have an amazing website for um, both the institutions, mcm.ms, and you can reach both um, institutions from there. And there's a wealth of at-home activities children and families can access online there. Um, so we hope you can check it out. Again, mcm.ms. Very, very good. So um, now that y'all's done all this work and everything, you're going to just take some time off, right? Or you're just going to keep growing it and making it better? <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, we're, keep, we're, we're, we're turning our focus and we're, we've got these new, wonderful, exciting updates here in Jackson yeah. and really getting our sea legs on operations in Meridian. But you know, you know how we are, Marshall. Don't don't look away because there could be, you know, we could be doing something else really crazy um, in in the future. So just just eyes wide open. Well, y'all definitely hit a grand slam today. Thank you so much for being with us, and we've come to the end of another great show. So I want to thank both of you for joining us, and want to thank Susan Gerard, President and CEO of Mississippi's Museum, uh, Mississippi's Children's Museum, and Executive Director of the new Meridian location, Elizabeth Wilson. If you'd like to hear the show again or any past episodes, you can listen on our podcast at mpbonline.org or on your favorite podcast app. Now You're Talking is production of MPB Think Radio. is produced by Michelle McAdoo. Hey, stay tuned for Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit with Josie Bidwell. And join us next Monday for Crazy.